Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is a beautiful Wednesday here in New York City. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are. Hey, Claude, how you doing? Good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a splendid, beautiful day. I hope so, too. Well, the day's just starting for us. So far, so good. I have a nice view out my window. It looks chipper. I think I'm going to leave the house today. It's been about four days. I was Zooming with my friends last night, and I straight up looked like a mole woman, like so pale. My eyes are just like in the back of my head. I need some sunlight. It's time. Um, You know, I haven't gotten that itch. I haven't left my house in probably over a week. I did walk Theo twice over the weekend, so I guess that counts, but... um. Ben's really been taking the brunt of the walks, and I've just been really enjoying um, quarantine this week. I have a whole new lease on life. I'm being very productive. I started a you know a home project. I don't know if you saw my TikTok. Um, I'm going to be documenting the process on my TikTok if you want to follow me at Girl with No Job. I'm just. I saw you were like organizing makeup and stuff, but yeah, what's so the project? A lot of time here at my my desk, I guess you could call it, but it's really just my vanity for my makeup. I don't work well on a desk. Like I get my most work done when I'm laying in bed or like on the couch. So, um, but this space has just been really cluttered up with just tons of like hair and makeup stuff. And then also all my podcasting equipment. So I ordered a brand new vanity from impressions vanity, which is like the best vanity company. And I'm going to change out my desk. But before that I needed to like clean up, get rid of products. I had a lot of expired makeup. My um, like bulbs on my vanity light were so dusty. So I started phase one of a project. My vanity doesn't come till next week. So the project unfortunately has to be put on hold until then, but it's just exciting to have something to look forward to. Which vanity did you get? Because I went through this a few months ago. We used to have the same vanity. The one that you have now is the one that I used to have. It was teeny tiny. So I went to Impressions Vanity and I ordered a big ass new vanity. It's like way too big for the space. And you know what? Like it's still cluttered. It's like more space, more problems. Yeah. So the desk that I got doesn't have that much more storage, but this one that I have, not only if I had it for too long, it's an actual piece of shit. Like, you know, you had it. It's made of- Yeah. It's like wobbly. It's so thin. Like you could literally carry it on your index finger and spin it like a basketball. That's how light it is. It's just not really um, up to par with my needs. So while the one that I got is literally the exact same shape, the exact same design, it just has a glass top. That's what I have. Oh, it does it only have two drawers. Uh, Yeah, it has one drawer. Oh, with the, with the like Lucite knobs. Is that what you have? Yep. One drawer, two knobs, glass top. That's what I That is so funny. And I also got, because I needed more storage, I got the Impressions Vanity set of drawers that matches the vanity. 
the whole oh, it's on back order. ordering, it won't come till June. So I was like, I need more drawers, but more importantly, I need this to not look ugly. And I'm very limited. This corner of my bedroom has 32 inches of wall. And the, that vanity that we both got is 31.5 inches. It's like the only vanity that works. So even though it looks the same, it's just like a much prettier version. Like this desk was actually $50 and it looks like it. Yeah. Ooh, voice cracked. I'm emotional, like saying goodbye to my old vanity. Um, I will say that I went down the same journey as you. This glass top one is much more massive than the other one. And for me, it's like a little too massive. And I did all the measurements. So I don't know where I went wrong. And it just like juts out. It's so ugly. But you know what? That's actually a great idea to like reorganize. I have all this storage and stuff for my makeup, but then all my makeup sits on top of my vanity and I don't go into the drawers. So like, there's got to be a better way. There's, you got to kick it up. See, si puede. There's got, and honestly, doing a home project, TikTok really inspired me because you know what you watch on TikTok dictates the algorithm for your for you page. So I've really been gravitating towards like a lot of people like turning their back patio into a summer oasis, cleaning out my pool. And I love following along. They do like eight part series and I got jealous. So even though I don't like have a back patio, unfortunately I'm limited to this corner of my bedroom, but it's the one that I like the least. Like I really like how I decorated my bedroom. I feel like it's really, I did a very good job. I didn't spend a lot of money, but everything looks really like classy. Everything's from Wayfair. But this corner just looks like a different part, like a different house. Someone else lives here. So I'm excited to to get started on my project. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to set up the vanity myself where I would normally get like a handy or a thumbtack to do it. Um, but I don't even know if those websites are like taking people and I don't really want to have someone come into the house. So it's going to be me and Ben. That's also a fun project. I'm excited for you. And now I'm feeling inspired. I should have a big cleaning day because I don't really have like any other major plans like I always do. Actually, I think I'm going on a socially distant walk if you would like to come for a slice of pizza. Hmm. Sounds like a last minute invitation, but I'll see what I can do. I think you should come. Let's get a great slice of pizza. I mean, you do make a compelling case when it comes to pizza and I'm never one to turn down a meal, but I'm actually just I'm very busy. I have a lot of projects, you know, um, secret projects, special projects. Yeah, it's really annoying, um, to be that person, but I think a lot of people like already know what it is. Um, and I've been working in quarantine. Like quarantine has actually been a blessing. I don't know if I would have been able to devote so much time to this specific project and it's really turning out, um, way better than I thought. And I just think a lot of people are going to be excited about it. And you don't want to share any additional information, even though people might already know what it is. No, I can't. I've been strictly uh, ordered by the big man upstairs. Okay. God. Well, that's that on that then. Um, what did I do yesterday since I last saw you guys? I feel like I had such a busy day, but I guess I didn't. Well, that's okay. Cause we have a busy episode. We have dear toasters. We're mm-hmm. going to recap Vanderpump rules and then all the other TV, which I finished never have I ever. And I have so many thoughts like my mind. Okay, is- cool. Oh, good. You like it? Oh my God. The second half of the show was spectacular. Like I got why people were obsessed with it. I still don't like the main actress, especially because she has a very emotional ending and she's just not equipped with the talents um, to act in that way. Like she was just really giving me community theater vibes, but it was good. I did have one problem with the show that I know a lot of people did, but we'll talk about it after we talk about Banner from Rules and then we'll do Dear Toasters. So if, if you want to, I think we could just dive right in. Jump right. Yeah, I think so. I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. (sighs) Love it. Okay, first story is a very happy story. It's a story that a lot of people have been following, um, but we haven't really discussed here on the toast. And I've been like following it personally, but now we have some good news to share because Nick Cordero has woken up from his coma after his battle with coronavirus. 
After battling coronavirus for more than a month in intensive care, Broadway actor Nick Cordero has woken up from a medically induced coma. His wife, Amanda Klutz, made the announcement on her Instagram story while holding their son, Elvis. Quote, guys, we might have to change our hashtag to hashtag Code Rocky because Nick Dada is awake, she said. Code Rocky is a term that medical professionals use to indicate when coronavirus patients are on their way to a full recovery. Klutz had previously been using the hashtag WakeUpNick to spread the word about Cordero's condition and show support for him via social media. She also gave more updates re regarding his condition in a separate post to her Instagram story, stating that he is still weak, but following verbal commands. Quote, he's extremely weak, so weak that he can't close his mouth, but he is following commands, which means mental status is coming back. That um, is so great. This is such a great update to a story that has really um, captured a lot of people's hearts and interest. And um, his wife, Amanda, has been like updating everyone along the way. And I'm so happy for this positive turn of events. I think this was like the good news that we all needed right now. Yeah, like I've been following along as well with her Instagram stories. And to be honest, like I don't know if I would be as positive as she's been this entire time, like through the highs and the lows. And she's really just like a beacon of hope and she's been so positive this whole time. So I'm just really happy that she got a win because she needed it. And I'm really, really happy. This is just excellent news. Yeah, this is excellent news. And I, I feel like a lot of toasters and just people are very interested in this story. So we just wanted to share a good update. Obviously he has a long road to recovery, but this is a major, major win. So major, hopefully I'm he happy. can just be home soon and their family can be together because their kid is so cute. And they're such a cute family and well wishes. This is Ruffle Washley Ma. This is wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Speaking of Broadway, this next story is like interesting and taking the, um, just taking the news world by storm. It's really the big story of the day, I would think. And it's really fucking random. It's not a story, but I just wanted to put it out there in case that it's true. There's like a major rumor going around that Khloe Kardashian is pregnant again. She's trending on Twitter, but there's like one fake article written about it. So it's not by any means confirmed. I just wanted to put it out there in case people think it's true. Like you heard it on the show, you know? Yeah, um, I don't want to put it out there. Like, let her do her thing. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. People and, like, why would there be any rumors? Because she's at home quarantined. So, like, what would someone know or have seen um, other than the lies that they've started on their fake website? Just saying it's out there. No, it's not out there. We're bringing she's it back in. She's trying on Twitter. I think everyone just, like, wants that for her. Um, it's just wishful thinking, but let her do it on her own time if she is or she isn't yeah. okay but here's the exciting story hamilton has had a change of course disney sets a july 3rd streaming release for 75 million dollar lin-manuel miranda musical okay hamilton the musical original cast on broadway is coming to disney plus in july july 3rd right in time for independence day it was supposed to come out in over a year from now um but they bumped it up because they know that we need the content and i'm actually so excited because i never got to see hamilton and i now i want to see it but it's not the original cast anymore so it's like it's not the same um totally. now like i love a movie musical like this is just exactly the way that i needed to consume hamilton there are so many good things about this. Like one, a streaming service is taking note and pushing up their content. Thank you. It only took you two months. Second, I never saw Hamilton either. People were telling me like, you got to see it. And I never got to see it. And then by the time I had time to see it, it was not with the original cast. And I just like, wasn't interested. So that's fabulous too. This gives me hope that there could be similar projects in the works, like maybe a Ben Platt, Dear Evan Hansen. It's the same type of vibe where it's like, you got to go see Dear Evan Hansen and it's good no matter what, but like, it's really spectacular with Ben Platt. So this is just giving me hope on all frontiers. And I'm just glad that someone is listening to us. 
Yeah, someone by the name of Robert Iger, actually, because I thought he, um, I thought he he's still he's Disney executive chairman, and like he his whole like taking a step back was like a long months long process. So he's still the man in charge, I think. Okay. For now, um, okay. but he and Lin Manuel Miranda just announced on Good Morning America. Um, this bump in the schedule, which is very exciting. Also, when Hamilton was on Broadway with the original cast, it was impossible to get tickets. Like you had to be like a Broadway theater sleuth, you know, knowing people and they were so expensive. So like, this is just, this is a win for everyone. And you know what? This is especially a win for Broadway because Hamilton was amazing, but it was just like so inaccessible and like true Broadway lovers, like kids who love Broadway, like didn't even get to see it because it was just, too unattainable so they're bringing it to the masses this is a win for Hamilton but it's really a win for Broadway and this is fabulous I mean I'll never forgive Lin-Manuel for not only stealing $200 for me but also um, making the atrocity that was Mary Poppins but to me this is a check in his column like he he's working his way back into my heart yeah um he definitely has a lot of pros and cons I would say and I feel like because his biggest accomplishment yet is Hamilton like that like he changed the world I will officially make my verdict after I've seen it you know yeah I've never even seen it I know that one song because they did a remix of a song from Evan Hansen where Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt sang together so I know one song apparently the music is phenomenal and I am definitely going to watch it I know a few of the songs one because Kelly Clarkson did a cover of It's Quiet Downtown and It's So Fabulous and then also Musical Monday every week um, Nick would play about one Hamilton song so I'm pretty familiar I like the one about um, the one about the girl getting married I don't know anyways do you do you like seeing Broadway shows um, when you know the music before or do you want to be like genuinely surprised no. So if I, it, same with like movie musicals, even when, even when Greatest Showman came out and I knew I was so excited to see it, like it was going to change my life. I would not listen to the soundtrack before because first of all, it gives away like spoilers about the story and everything just makes sense in the context of the story. Like even if I had listened to the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack before and like they're talking about raising like 18 million followers or whatever, like in the middle, like there's conversation in the middle of the songs. Like, yeah. You need to see it in context, I think. Aside from like the waving through the windows, like the big pop anthem from each show, like to listen to right. the soundtrack, it's like it's like listening to an audiobook of the show. I um I listened to a few songs from Evan Hansen before I actually saw it. And the one that I really knew backwards and forwards was Waving Through a Window. And it's such a powerful moment in this in the show. And I was actually so glad that I knew it. I just that moment is like it's the culmination of everything. I think it's right before intermission and it was just so powerful and he did such a good job acting and singing that I was actually really glad that I knew it. But normally I tend to agree with you because if you listen to a Broadway soundtrack, they literally leave the monologue and then it totally spoils it. Yeah, I also like when I know one of the big songs, that's exciting, but I I don't want to listen to the soundtrack is how I feel. So are we going to get like a new soundtrack with the same songs from this version or it's going to be the same I think it'll be the same because it's still original cast and that's what the soundtrack is um so I think it would be the same unless I mean you never know they probably will sell a different version right well I hope for promo they do like kind of what um the greatest showman did like and have traditional pop stars and singers and artists do their own versions I love that they did that already and that's why Kelly Clarkson is on it's quiet downtown but then I'm excited after I see Hamilton to listen to that reimagined album I have so much content waiting for me yeah no this is just this is great for music lovers for Broadway lovers for Disney lovers 
a really uh, a wonderful thing. Thank you, Bob Iger, once again. Hope your daughter is listening. Okay, next story. Cameron Eubanks is not returning to Southern Charm. I heard this announcement is so strange because it happened on Instagram. Yeah, so she posted a photo standing with her co-star, Patricia Altschul, and other friends with the caption, remember going out to eat with friends? Can't wait until we can do it again. When a fan commented, missing the show, when are you returning? She responded, I will not be returning. So she didn't even make a dedicated Instagram post. She just responded to a fan, which is kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, no, the way that it was announced was weird, but now just thinking about it, like I'm kind of down for her not to be on. She was in just such a totally different place for the last two seasons. And it just didn't make sense that she was on the show anymore. And she was like actually starting to bother me because I didn't agree with anything she was saying. Yeah. She just kind of outgrew the show. And last season was all about, you know, her getting her groove back and drinking, but that can't be every season. And now the show has really become so much like tomfoolery and drinking and single people. And and it's just like, She's above it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I understand this decision for her and I I accept it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the right move. But it is the first, um, except for Thomas, it's like a, a first major departure from Southern Charm. For the most part, most of the cast members have been there since the beginning. Um, obviously with the exception of Thomas, but that really wasn't much of a choice because he was, you know, like going to jail. Um, I think that this is interesting. I wonder what we'll get. I don't think no, we her- lost. We lost Landon. Well, she was not from the first season. She came in like three seasons in, right? She like came on her boat and then she was like living in LA and married to a producer. Yeah. I think she came in the second season. And I was um, just not even like excited about her. And then also Whitney has dipped in and out. Yes. Yeah, an yeah. Cause he's also a producer. So he's like full time in the show, but not really on the show. Yeah, and I think that's best for him. Yeah, he's not my favorite by any means. I will miss Cameron. I loved her. Um, but, you know, all good things must come to an end sometimes. Do you think that um, Eliza is coming back? I liked her. She's had, a, like, a lot of personal developments. I think she's engaged. Not to Ooh, the guy exciting. she was on the show. Ooh, I, when is it coming back? It usually airs in the spring, but I haven't even seen a trailer. No, everything is so delayed and weird. Um, but we didn't really talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. We had spoken that they were going to do it via Zoom and we like said negative things about it. I just have to say, it was very well done. Like they obviously sent equipment to everyone because it was not Zoom. It was not iPhone or MacBook. It was like good enough for TV and everyone looked really fabulous. And they still brought that level of glamour from like the tits up. Yes, I so saw clips. It was, it was good. It was good. I'm glad because we're getting a lot of more virtual reunions, Vanderpump Rules um, filmed, I guess next week is the season finale, which means the reunion is in two weeks, which is insane. There was no season. There was nothing that happened. We'll get into it. Um, But also, I mean, I feel like Real Houses of New York and Beverly Hills, like, might still be in the realm of of virtual reunions. So we'll see. But I'm glad, I'm really glad that they were able to pull out all the stops. Um, That bodes well for every other show. When they said that um, it was going to be the season finale of Vanderpump Rules next week, I was genuinely, like, relieved having to turn it 100%, on. 100%. 100%. It's so unenjoyable. And, like, having to even recap it, it's just, like, you're recapping, like, a farce. Especially now, like, what we know about Sheena. And if you watch last night's episode through the lens of, like, rooting for Sheena, she was literally not on it. Well, you know, we'll talk about it in the recap. But I have a lot to say about Sheena. Remind me. 
Okay, next up, Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid are isolating in a bucolic Pennsylvania splendor. Um, the world's most beautiful parents-to-be are isolating together on Zane's farm in Pennsylvania. Yolanda, Gigi's mom, also has a farm nearby where she's been busy making essential oils and gin, and he reportedly bought the farm on her advice. The former One Direction heartthrob revealed in 2018 that he grows crops of tomatoes, cucumbers, and cherries at the property, saying that he likes to do a lot of farm work and ride his ATV. He added that he doesn't work well in group situations with people staring at him. Yeah, we know um, so, he doesn't work well in group situations. So I'm, I assume they were all isolating on Yolanda's farm, but now to yeah. hear that they actually have their own farm, Chemin, just down the road that Yolanda suggested they buy, like this is such a beautiful, um, really bucolic setting for the quarantine for the Hadid Maliks. Yeah, and I actually love a bucolic setting. Love. What's on What's to love? Um, it's like, you know, just a descriptive word of, of a setting. Uh, it's a, uh, relating a to the word of a setting, the relating to the pleasant aspects of the countryside and country life. That's, that's what we ideal. need. That's what we need. Um, this, this is lovely. Honestly, it's a great way to spend quarantine, like, um, on a lot of property with like family right down the road, but it's also a really ideal way to spend your pregnancy, like out in the land with family nearby. Um, I'm kind of jealous. I'm beyond jealous. Like that's my new um, personality trait is jealousy. Um, it's just like looking at everyone's homes and pools and farm chemins and backyards and patios and outdoor fire pits and being jealous. On Watch What Happens Live last night, um, Andy was asking James and uh, Raquel like how they were quarantined. And she's like, I'm so jealous of all my friends who have pools. Like we are stuck in our apartment and Tom and Ariana were on all stone. Like they have the new house and then the pool. And I was totally feeling Raquel. Um, I hate to be like the annoying person in asking this question, but it is kind of pertinent because of quarantine. Did they mention anything about getting furniture in their house? Do they have furniture? Um, so I really watched the first three minutes of the episode, but they were positioned, I believe, in their kitchen with their main living room in the background. And it did look like there was a rug, a couch, an ottoman, a table. So I don't know if the whole house is done. And it's definitely been put on pause since quarantine. But what we're watching now is over a year ago. So I have to imagine it's for the most part furnished. Yeah, because it doesn't bother me on the show that they don't have furniture, but, like, if you were in quarantine in an empty house, like, that would not be ideal. It doesn't bother me either, and I totally get when Ariana gets annoyed about it. It's like, that's the one thing you're going to come at her for, like, consistently, like, please shut the fuck up. Yeah, but you know what? If you don't have furniture and your friends who have furniture are throwing a party, like, don't throw a competing party where people don't have somewhere to sit. I mean, that's a totally different um, conversation, which we'll talk to you, but they did take care and of- you know what? And what Lala said was was harsh, was way harsh, Ty, that she doesn't want to go to a frat house and sit on the floor in a house that doesn't have furniture, but I felt it to my core. When watching the two parties back and forth, like twerking asses in the air, and then a lovely handmade burger by Brittany. Yeah, and they had the slide, and they had a bar and bartenders, and like, even though obviously Ariana and Tom's party won because it was cooler and more fun, like- Jackson and Brittany, like, really wanted to do something nice for everyone and, like, make a nice party, and they just all shat all over it, and it just, like, made me sad. Also, like, Jackson and Brittany are married. Jax is almost 40. Like, that was an appropriate party for right. them. Right. And, like, obviously, they were a little more choosy about who they invited. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, but okay. let's get into the next story that's brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magical number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into your favorite pair of jeans is your goal, great. But there are many reasons why you might want to practice self-care, and every person is different. Noom is the habit-changing solution 
that helps users learn and develop new relationships with food through personalized courses. It's based completely in psychology, so Noom teaches you why you do the things you do, and it empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Noom is not a diet. It is an easy and healthy and easy to stick to way of life. No food is considered good, bad, or off limits on Noom. They just teach you moderation, and it can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if you want. Noom doesn't tell you what to do or what not to do. It simply teaches you to look inside your own mind and make better decisions for yourself. They have one of the biggest and most accurate food databases available that lets you track meal habits, visualize portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. You're human, so if you go off track, there's no shaming, just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. Ben has been um, using the new map because he's on like this whole new um, kick, and he's been like measuring out all his food. We got a food scale. He's like looking for all the measuring cups. I'm like, what do you need a tablespoon for? He's like, I got to get the olive oil. Um, and so Noom having such a big database has been really helpful for him to like track even like the tiny minuscule things that he eats um, from brands you've never heard of. Like they're always in the Noom database, which is exciting for him. Yeah, you know I've been using Noom because I've been on a like a – getting serious okay. about back on my diet just because like when the world opens up, like I want to be ready for the world. Um, and they really make it so easy. And it's, it's just like a positive approach to um, dieting. And I'm very grateful for our friends at Noom right now. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Okay. Fifth and final story is a little biz news because Uber has reportedly been in talks with the food delivery giant Grubhub about a potential takeover. The negotiations are said to be continuing and not a done deal, but if the two companies come to an agreement, it would amount to a major consolidation of the delivery industry, which has become essential to many people in the pandemic. So Grubhub is going to acquire Uber Eats? No, Uber is going to acquire Grubhub. Wait, that's crazy. Grubhub's a huge company. They also own Seamless. But Uber's a bigger, like Uber Eats seems small, but Uber itself is a massive company. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, to me, it's so frustrating, all the different apps, because all of them have positives and negatives. It's like sometimes the restaurant you want is on a different app, but you prefer to use the other app because it's quicker, you know? So if they really, if all the the wonderful um, platforms, like Uber Eats, Seamless, Grubhub, DoorDash, if they were all like one big conglomerate, like that would actually be helpful for me. I don't know. They each have their own little pizzazz. I really use like every single one of them for one thing or another. Um, And I'm sure at the end of the day, they all do the same thing, but they have their own specialness. Yeah, I like that. Well, to be honest, Uber Eats really changed the game because they were the first platform that really provided like high quality photos of all the food. And now I see that like happening on almost every platform. Like I use Caviar and and even Seamless now has gotten into like the fancy photos, but Uber Eats really was the first one to do it. And it's so helpful. Yeah, it is helpful. But theirs also are a little misleading. Like everything looks fabulous. Even if you've seen the restaurant like in the street and you know that it's not a fabulous place. Yeah. Maybe I just like really have a soft spot in my heart for Uber Eats because of their partnership with McDonald's. Oh no. I absolutely love Uber Eats because everything looks fabulous, but it's just misleading. But like Seamless makes everything look like a pile of dog shit, whether it is dog shit or it's five star. Like they just have a way about them that makes everything look like one star. But they also have the most, the biggest database of restaurants. Like if, I don't know about other cities, but in New York, like if you're in a five mile radius, like there are, let's say there's 20 restaurants on Uber Eats, there's a hundred on Seamless. 
oh, I've never compared and contrasted, but there's like, I just have my favorite restaurants that I deliver from. And then I know which place, um, does it best. But I will say now that we're on the topic, um, something that used to bother me that I don't really order from there anymore right now, but I will probably eventually, um, by Chloe, if anyone that by Chloe Corp is listening, like when you order a salad, um, it doesn't give you the option, like, to leave a note or to do no olives. Like they let you do no chickpeas, no cucumbers or like no feta or whatever. But like, what about no olives? Like that's a really controversial vegetable and like it's very flavorful. And if you don't like it, it could ruin your salad potentially. And also you need to make it easier to do add-ons of Italian meatballs in the specifically in the Greek salad. That's what I like to order. Or can I get a side of Italian meatballs? Because otherwise I have to order an Italian sub just to eat the meatballs out of the sub and they're not even flavored the way that I like. So um, that's just my personal gripe of the day if that could be arranged. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Hopefully this podcast lands on the right person's desk. I mean, ask, believe, receive. Crazier things have happened. We've asked for crazier things. Like this isn't even that crazy. No, I mean, and our our podcast has reached the ears of crazier people. Uh, Hello, my high school English teacher. Right. So like, I know for a fact that someone at By Chloe Corp listens to this and I'm just like, I'm just going to make the most of, of my opportunities. Yeah. I love like using this platform that we've built to my advantage. Like, if you uh, work at the lottery, can you send me a winning ticket? Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if like that works that way, but, but you know, just keep shooting your shot. I will never stop. Never. Okay. Let's get into TV recaps. Vanderpump rules. Yeah. It was actually a better episode than usual. My bar has really been lowered since this new season. Um, and I found myself just really rooting for the Jackson Brittany party. Like maybe that's just because I'm their friend and that's the vibe that I got. I wonder like if I didn't know any of the cast, like how would I choose sides? But to be honest, like I get that Jax is everyone's mad at Jax and he's very clearly going through something, um, that he can't really describe. Like Stassi said it best when she said it looks like he's losing his mind. Um, between all of his like crazy Instagram stories, I do feel like editing was really pushing that narrative that like Jax is crazy like maybe it wasn't as crazy in person now that I know what I know about the editing like I just am watching the show through a more critical eye um I just like I don't know I, I really felt for Brittany I felt like the group was really like lumping her and Jax together and even though they're married I just firmly believe like you should be held accountable for your own actions and your own actions only like I don't feel like you should have to answer for anyone else even if it is your husband and uh, throwing a competing party like that was mean and when Ariana and Brittany were folding clothes for Covenant House with Lisa Vanderpump I just felt like Ariana was kind of being rude. Yeah. Um, okay. A bunch of things. First of all, them starting every um, clip back from commercials with Jax's stories about working out. Like, I think they thought they were being like crafty and clever and like integrating social media in an interesting way, but it was god awful and not interesting. And I don't give a flying fuck. Like, you want to incorporate social media into the show? Show all the stories and videos from Stassi's engagement party that Kristen had to watch, but wasn't there for. Like, sh- like there are so many different ways to do it. And like us continuing to see Jax at the gym, like hammering this point home. I think they were trying to take a comedic angle with that. It wasn't funny. It was just annoying. And they used one of the clips completely out of context. Like when Jack was like, I'm putting my ring back on. They made it seem like that was a part of the conversation that like him and Brittany were having trouble. And like, she thought he might be cheating. When in reality, I remember watching those Instagram stories and he was speaking about a paparazzi picture of him not wearing his ring. And it was like, Jack's Taylor spotted not wearing his ring. And he was speaking directly to that being like, I'm actually putting my ring back on. I was just working out. And they just used that out of context to make it seem like him and Brittany were actually having those types of conversations. Yeah. And so when it comes to Jack's and Brittany and like the, 
friendships. And I understand that like when people are mad at Jax, like obviously you're a couple, you're a package duo, but like Jax is probably the most controversial one of the group and Brittany is the most beloved. So I do think that those two things should cancel each other out and people should just come to their party because you don't want to go because of Jax, but you want to go because of Brittany. And like the fact that people aren't, the fact that like Katie wouldn't go for Brittany and like Tom for Jax. Like I thought that that was so egregious. And then Katie in the tent, like pretending to give a shit about Dana's love life. I'm like, what show am I watching? I feel like I just like stepped into a different planet and there's like this crossover that nobody asked for. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the other people, half of them went to Tom and Ariana's because they were actually disinvited from Brittany and Jax's. So that I understand. Or they were I, never invited to Brittany and Jax's. Like Danica and Charlie, like Jax does not know these people. And no. I don't, it wasn't about, even James and Raquel, like they weren't initially invited to Jax's. Like, that's fine. The only people that I really felt should have been at Jax and Brittany's were Tom and Katie. Completely agree. I honestly, if I had to choose between, I probably would have went to Brittany and Jax's. Like all the people I like, La La Stassi, like I would have wanted to be at that party, even though they made it seem like it was the losery party. But Charlie was bothering me so much this episode. Like when she was at the party, she was like, Grandpa Jax, does that one want to be at his party? Like, good bitch, you weren't fucking invited. Yeah, she is annoying. It's just like a classic case of freshmen versus seniors. And like, we are the seniors, which is why we gravitate towards Saucy, Jax, the OGs, and Lala. Wherever Lala goes is the place to be. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that Brett went to the other party, probably because he just like didn't want to run into Max. And I just wish Dana was at the other party because I love her, but I'm fucking done with Brett. Like when they were sitting at that meal and he was like, I don't have feelings for her. I'm like, are you? fucking kidding me first of all if you don't have feelings for her to like shout it at the table is so embarrassing and rude first of all second of all you do like you just went on a date and made out like I don't understand the the logic of a boy who's like I took a girl out on two dates and we made out two times why does she think I like her I don't know I have no idea Dana should have been at Jax's party that was the only thing missing her comedy was funny yeah it was my dad's not all bad like that was funny yeah, I liked it. I mean, it takes massive cojones to perform in front of your new friends, your new reality TV cast members and have the cameras there. And, you know, and we know editing does what they want. They could have chosen her worst jokes and completely made her look like a fool, but she took that that risk and I'm here for it. And she looked so cute in her blazer. I just like felt bad for her at the meal afterwards. And when Sheena showed up, um, it's hard because editing like makes you want to hate Sheena, but I was watching it through the sun. I'm like, let's say someone has it out for Sheena. Like the second she walks in, they play this like creepy music when it's like, she didn't even do anything yet. She just walked in. And I saw, I saw them cutting a lot between like, um, things that she said that were obviously a different part of the conversation. I'm just like more critical now. And I just feel bad for her. And she like was totally cut out of last night's episode. Like whose party did she go to? Yeah. Also, um, why didn't Sheena go to the comedy show though? Yes, that was strange. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't invited. No, it seems like everyone was invited. And, and why would she be invited to the after party? Like, it seems like she was prioritizing other things. And like, Dana was like, that's fucking like, that's not your friend. No, she lives right down the street and she couldn't go. I love how much Stati like respects Dana. Yeah, but it's like all of the OGs have just chosen to like raise Dana up, you know, and it's like, okay, now it's not original for you to be nice to Dana, Katie. Right. And I think that like Stassi in a way is like passing the baton on to Dana. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I, it'll be interesting what happens next season. This just is like a weird limbo season. And now with all this stuff that's coming up out about production, um, it's time for like a revamp. 
yeah, I'm, um, I'm really just like, I'm excited about the new people. Like I'm really, and I don't even consider them new, but I really like James and Raquel. And I love that everyone is like really seeing that he's changed on Watch Evans Live. He said he's 11 months sober. Like I love that. But some of the new people rub me, rub me so the wrong way, like Danica and Charlie, like Charlie, when she was waiting on Dana and Brett at their date, like, first of all, that was just weird to have a friend wait on you. And she was just like really overstaying her welcome, like talking. And it's like, they're on a date. Yeah. It looks like next week is like a good episode. Obviously, it's the season finale, but it looks like, you know, what we used to get in one episode from Vanderpump Worlds, like everyone's fighting. Danica's coming for like Sheena from Vegas. And I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, but otherwise, this season has been a complete wash. And I just want to say, like, I totally love James and Raquel. Here I am saying it. I love them. I love, like, I just, I love them. Yeah. I was wondering um, when Brittany came for Katie saying that Ariana said the entire second party was Katie's idea. We never got real clarity on whether or not that was true. Okay. 30% of each episode these days is flashbacks. And in that moment, I was like, where's my flashback? I'll make my judgment right here, right now. Um, And they didn't give it to us. And like, that was fucking, that was so annoying. And you know what? I'm not going to go back and watch the other episode, but then someone messaged me because I put this on my story. And they said, basically, it was Tom's idea, Tom Sandoval. And Katie was like, oh my God, yes, that would be hilarious, whatever. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it wasn't necessarily her idea, but she was really the one encouraging it. 100%. And that is so fucked up. Also, when Ariana was talking to Kristen and Carter, who I guess are back together, and now, like, Party B has to pretend, like, we we ship, whatever. Um, And Kristen said that Sheena said that Stassi was making fun of Ariana's house. Maybe we missed that part, but from what I saw, that was Lala who said all that stuff. By the way, I'm sure that Stassi said something about Tom and Ariana's house. Like, it's not the the most evil thing in the world, but fucking Ariana popped the fuck off off after that like literally saying it's not nose bitch think she always wanted to pretend that she cares about me like she literally went off and she was drunk obviously but that was a real window into how much ariana hates stassi and when she said that she like copied sheena's shoe closet i was just like the tea she was like you're fucking making fun of my house in your two-bedroom apartment when you turn the other bedroom into a shoe closet because you want to copy sheena like that whole fucking like three seconds was fire like literally fire breathing dragon I know, but it aired now, and Stassi has, like, this massive new house that's stunning with furniture, and um, I'm sure she gives two shits. And a sponsorship from Bear Paint. Like, she's doing just fine. Yeah. Um, but no, but here's the thing. It's like, if Stassi was making fun of Ariana's house, and they were going to show Kristen telling Ariana that, like, they should have showed us the part where Stassi made fun of Ariana's house. And I was just reading another a lot of stuff about this um, editing is coming up. Like, uh, I saw on page six today that also it was said that like Bravo wants Stassi and Bo to look like heroes in the season. And so that would maybe explain why they didn't show Stassi making fun of Ariana's house, but like just give us all of the story or none of, or move on from the storyline. But like these half stories, it's just not working. Yeah. And before we even found out about this production stuff, it just felt like the show was so overproduced and untrustworthy. And now that we know all of this, it's even more not believable. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, um, before we do Dear Toasters, I just want to talk about Never Have I Ever. I finished the second half of it, and I absolutely loved it. It was so endearing, and you then there's going to be a second season because it left on, like, this kind of cliffhanger, and I just, like, love that the boys are, like, loving Debbie, and it's it's a good show. Oh, is that all you have to say? Because I was just about to turn my volume off. Oh, no, I won't spoil anything. It was It was really good. I do have one gripe that I saw. Maybe I only felt that way because I got a bunch of messages being, like, you know, a lot of the episodes, especially episode seven, were like really fat phobic when the show is like so 
2020. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just really checks a lot of boxes. And that's why it's so popular. Like Mindy Kaling making an Indian actress, like the main character of a popular high school TV show. Like that's never happened. So I, it really, that's why a lot of people I think were drawn to it just because it is so different and finally like more representation. And there's just like one fat character. And it just like really bothered me how it was like, he was just like a joke and like the butt of every scene. And he would like came into the big sale and was like, I heard you guys give away the free stuff. Like it would just really bothered me how like, like fat people are just like not protected from like those types of like sensitivities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was just like this cute kid who was like always fat and eating and like a lazy piece of shit. And it's like, are you kidding? Like it was just so disappointingly stereotypical. And I get that like fat people aren't, necessarily like a minority that I don't know it just it really bothered me and I don't know if it only bothered me because people messaged me about it and then I watched this character Eric who was by no means even a main character he was just like some kid at school I don't know if I was so like rubbed the wrong way because somebody put that in my brain and I like wanted to see it that way but it was just like really disappointing yeah that sounds disappointing yeah it it bothered me but um other than that it was a really good show okay cool I'm adding it to my list officially yeah, this no, you'll like getting it. longer don't, and longer. Don't give up on it because in the beginning I was like ready to stop, but last night and the episodes are twenty five minutes, so I needed something short like that. Okay, cool. Are we ready for Dear Toasters? Yes, Dear Toasters is brought to you by Function of Beauty. We all know the frustration: bottles on bottles of half-used shampoo and conditioner piling up in your bathroom. Each one promised to be everything of the sort, but they lied to you. You deserve better, so try Function of Beauty. We don't all have the same hair, so why should we all use the same shampoo and conditioner? Now we don't have to with Function of Beauty. If you're ready to live your best hair life in 2020, then you need to try Function of Beauty. It is the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with over 30,000 five-star customer reviews and counting. Whether you have curly or straight hair, natural or processed, Function of Beauty individually formulates every bottle based on your unique hair type, style preference, and hair goals. To begin the short four-question quiz and save 20% on your first purchase, go to functionofbeauty.com toast. Tell them about your hair. You can customize your formula by fragrance and color, and you can even go dye-free or fragrance-free. The products are so personalized, your name is even printed on the bottle. Plus, Function of Beauty is vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, flatlights, mineral oils, or any other harmful ingredients. To get started right now, go to functionofbeauty.com toast to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Don't spend another minute in hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com toast to let them know that we sent you. Again, that's functionofbeauty.com slash toast. Love it. Sign on, get your function of beauty. I love my function of beauty. I'm actually running low. Um, but I told you guys I got the colors to match my bathroom and they smell like eucalyptus. And honestly, I feel like I'm always at the spa, which is why I love taking showers now. Um, so I highly recommend function of beauty. All right. First up. Just... Hey, fam. I'm writing about this to you guys because I know you and your sisters are so close and share special bonds. My sisters and I are the same way. We are best friends. I'm younger, but one of my older sisters just entered her 30s and she has never been in a relationship. I'm almost positive she's still a virgin. She's so adamant about not not needing a man, which I completely respect and admire. Nobody should ever need a man. But I'm concerned she's not going to find love or a special connection because she's not open to it at all. When someone asks her about her man status, she says she's just simply not dating. Do I let her do this? for potentially ever, or should I encourage her to get out there, get out there? 
Obviously, the queue is hard right now, but after all this is over, I don't see anything changing either. This has been years building up, and it's awkward that I'm so much younger than him than her with way more relationship experience. I would be the best. I would want her to find someone one day, not to mention she would be the best mom ever. What would you guys do if this was one of you guys? Love you, XOXO, a sister Steen. Um, okay, this is so touchy. And if it was one of us, and I think for everyone it's different and like you know her better, but if this was one of us and I know my sisters well and I know that ultimately like all of us would want a relationship and to be a mom and to have all of those things and that even though we don't need a man, like it, you want a family and you just want that. I would have like a, a sit down. Yeah, I would have a sit down while also keeping in mind potential sensitivities um, because just hearing this, I feel like it might be possible that she doesn't want a man. She may, maybe she's gay. Like I would just keep those types of um, possibilities in the back of your mind while having a conversation about that. Like maybe she just hasn't wanted to talk about dating or hasn't been dating because there's something like eating her up inside and you should lay the foundation of being like, if that's the case, like we love you, we accept you. Like just not that that's what's going on here, but it, it's a very possible scenario. Yeah, I wouldn't sit down with her and be like, you need to get married, blah, 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 blah. I would come from a place of love, obviously, with like the people, I don't know how many other siblings you have or your parents, just like people who love her and be like, we love you. We want the absolute best for you. Like we are here for you. Um, but we also want to see you find love and happiness. And what can we do to help you start on that journey? Um, and just coming, it's just the way the delivery is as important as the message. Um, but I think if it were us, which is what you're asking, I'm not like telling you what to do, but if it were us, that is what I would do. I would organize like a family sit down and just like a state of the union and be like, how are things? What's going on? Like, you know, what are, what, and if she's not focused on finding a relationship, um, what is she focused on? Like, where is she putting all of her eggs in what basket? And just like, you know, moving some of those eggs around into different baskets. Yeah, obviously, like, what you say is so important, but how you really all come at it is also really important because it could feel like she's being ganged up on and you don't want that because then the conversation becomes about something else. Yeah. So just so, be really delicate. Yeah. But sisters are sisters, so sometimes you have to say stuff that's not always, the, like, the popular or easy thing to say, but you're all better off for it. Yeah, and if you didn't care, you would just let her keep doing what she's doing and not ever, like having these hard conversations, but you do it because you love her and you care about her and like you want her to be happy. Yeah. Um, okay. This is our second and final Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write into Dear Toasters, the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. We're talking everything from quarantine to my husband secretly donates to a sperm bank, anything. Dear Toasters, my roommate just doesn't understand this whole sharing space during the work from home days. I typically work from my bedroom because I'm a teacher and my meetings are not nearly as often as her corporate job and she's constantly on the phone. Lately, I've been trying to work out in our shared space at the counter and she has her desk set up. Whenever I come out into the shared space, she immediately strikes up a conversation. I respond and then try to kind of make it obvious that I have to get back to work or that I'm busy and can't chat. She was not getting the sign, so I've been putting headphones in. Now, she will just talk louder and get closer to me to make sure I can hear her. Today, she literally was asking me about baby names and how many kids I want. I would put the headphones in and she would continue to strike up a new conversation. I literally have been typing emails while she talks and she would say, are you listening? I'm so much less productive in my bedroom, but I have to start strictly working there because I can't take her constant conversations. I want to use the counter and set up my own desk without having to dodge conversations all day. Am I just being ir irritable or is this a valid problem? Signed, this is a toaster. 
a valid problem. What is she doing? Honestly, like there's a million different ways you can go about this. But if this were me, like even reading this, I'm becoming irate. And I would just snap at her. Like she's talking, you're working, working. She's talking to you, talking to you. And you turn and you say, what is you doing? You see, I'm trying to work. I would never do this to you. Baby names. Can we have this conversation over dinner? Like, why are you always trying to disrupt my workflow? Like working from home is hard enough. Like, I think she just needs to be snapped the hell out of it. Like, I, I don't really think like going in with kid gloves and being like, could you please respect my space? Like she's not a respectful person of space. Like I would just whip my head and be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But I would be careful how you snap her back into shape because you have to live with her in quarantine. You can't leave her house. So you don't want to make a fight. It's very possible that she thinks you're coming into the living room from your like quote unquote office of the bedroom because you don't have anything to do. But people who don't respect headphones, like headphones are very much a communication device. Like I'm wearing a headphone. That means I'm not available for discussion. So people who don't respect the headphone rule are social pariahs. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm angry with her. And honestly, if you do snap at her and she gets like you know, miffed about it and doesn't talk to you for a few days, good. Right. Like that could be just what your friendship and relationship needs, like a few days off. Yeah. Like you could go, try and go to the, please, you know, I'm working, but like, I feel like we're beyond this. You put in the headphones, like you're very clearly working and she very clearly doesn't care. And it's time to snap EO. Yeah. You know, what's funny is we've spoken a lot about how difficult it might be to be in quarantine with, you know, a boyfriend or a fiance that you're like uneasy about, or it could be great. We haven't really even touched on the relationship between roommates. Like a lot of people live with people just because they want someone who they're not super close with. So it doesn't get weird. And now you're like stuck with the person. Roommate situations are always like weird and iffy. And I wonder how people are faring in quarantine. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, who have roommates or I mean, just a lot of people have gone home to like their parents' house in general. So there's not that many roommate situations in the queue, but there's clearly some and the roommates need to step off. Step off in the words of Casey Musgraves. Yep. Um, Let us know how that goes. With all your negativity, just lay up. It's a quarantine anthem, honestly. Yeah, you should just keep playing it on repeat until she steps the fuck off. <laughs> you could, like, create a playlist of, like, really um, intentional songs. Maybe like, that would get to her. And also, like, move, bitch. Get yes. out the way. Yes, that's good. Yeah. Um, so if you guys ever want to hear from us, please email deartoasters at gmail.com. We always keep it anonymous. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 1030 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeart Radio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Morning Toast, leave a five-star review on that. A beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Um, I actually realized what I'm going to do right now because I'm so excited. The new episode of Mood dropped today. Lauren is interviewing JC Marie Smith, who's a fellow influencer who I just started following recently because I found her on TikTok and like she is just everything of the sort. And Lauren like was telling me how the conversation went so well. They talk a lot about like being an influencer right now. I mean, I haven't listened yet, but I'm literally about to go listen right now. I'm so excited um, to like hear two of my favorite influencers chatting. There's also a brand new episode of Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget with Margaret Josephs. And she did two bomb fucking episodes last week with Barbara Kay from Real Housewives of New York and Melissa Gorga from Housewives of New Jersey. So it was like a Housewives fan 
dream. They're all available on iTunes or Spotify. You can follow Toast News Network for any and all updates about all of our TNN shows. Thank you guys for supporting that. We've reached- Also, The Snatchler has a new episode out and she's interviewing, like, I guess the villain from Listen to Your Heart. And she called me after and she's like, her heart and her mind, she's listening to her heart and it's been changed. So if you are watching that show, like, it seems like this is the interview to watch. She's having the Leanne Locken experience that we had. Yes, definitely. So I'm excited. I'm going to go hit up all my TNN content today. Check it out. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.